I'm Lynette Zhang, Chief Market Analyst here at ITM Trading, a full-service physical gold and silver dealer. And in fact, this is actually a rock that has gold and silver in it. But uh, today, uh, you've got me for Q&A, and so we're just going to rock and roll and get right into it. And Debbie J asks, how long do you suspect the market can withstand this hyperinflation before a complete failure? Wow, Debbie, you want to know the truth? You know, I have no idea because it really is all about confidence. I mean, they're going to keep the market propped up because as soon as it implodes, well, you know, they have too much, they have too much riding on this market at these heights, like all of the, you know, all of the retirement plans as well as Wall Street. So, you know, it's really hard to say, but what will topple it is the loss of confidence. I cannot stress that enough. This is a con game and all cons require confidence. So frankly, they can keep this mess going as long as people think that they know what they're doing. And by they, I mean central bankers, governments, and that, that's the problem for, for them right now with the most latest scandals at the IMF, at the World Bank, all over the place, quite honestly, that is, it chips away at that confidence. And once confidence is lost, you are not easily getting it back. So if I look at other stock markets, you know, part of what is also happening in here, because we've been taught that there are no other choices besides, you know, Wall Street's stock market, but there are other choices. These are your choices out of the system. So, you know, but if people don't think they have a choice and they see this inflation, they run to the stock market thinking that it's going to protect them. But in reality, when ultimately it does get reset, and I'm not talking about everything being just hunky-dory, you know, going into this, because it can get worse and worse and worse. As Venezuela was entering its hyperinflation, the stock markets were the best in the world between 2012 and 2018. But then when they lopped off those zeros, then what happened to the stock market? It basically imploded, went down like 99%, made another attempt to rise, but then they just lopped off more zeros. Well, actually, I think, yeah, in August. So, you know, what happened to the little rise in the stock market? Boom. So you're not going to be able to protect your wealth in the stock market, even if you think that there's no place else to go. You want to protect your wealth. You want to protect your purchasing power. You got to do physical gold and silver. Um, we're, we're close, but we have not, we, we're in melt up and I, and I, I do think that we have entered the very beginning stages of hyperinflation, but we probably have a little ways to go. And YK asks, what happens when the government controls what happens when the government controls your digital currency and controls what you use it to buy? How will our gold play in? Well, that's a great question, YK. And when the, when the government can control everything, then obviously you are going to have limited choices. 
I think more your choice might be limited in your ability to buy physical gold and silver then, but because both gold and silver have the broadest base of buyer because it has the broadest base of functionality, you will always be able to liquidate it into whatever the current currency is and then buy whatever it is that you are frankly allowed to buy. So um, that piece is a little bit challenging, but that's how your gold and your silver could most likely play in is that you will convert it into whatever that current fiat is for a minute, pay your property taxes, pay off your mortgage, buy whatever it is that you're going to buy. Um, now, if there is, and I'm sure there will be, a market for physical gold and silver that you don't have to convert, then you'll be able to buy whatever you can there. But, you know, for me personally, I really want to be able to work in the normal marketplace. And that's why I do collectibles, because I just feel like that will have the best probability of me being able to use fully in the normal marketplace, because it's in a different classification as, say, bullion. And uh, Jade asks, with all that's going on, would you recommend refinancing your home for a better rate now or should you just wait? Well, as long as it's a fixed rate, then I'm okay. And you can refinance because, you know, if it's a fixed rate debt and then you have the gold to offset that debt so that you can pay it off in a heartbeat. But yeah, if you can get a better rate, um, then you probably should and you're thinking about refinancing, you should probably refinance now because we've seen that rates have been spiking. Whether or not that will continue, I can't tell you at this point. Uh, but, you know, it, we're just in such an interesting period of time where you have central, some central banks raising rates like Mexico and, and a number in South America. You have other into inflation. You have others that are lowering rates into inflation like Turkey. It's all a big experiment. That's what it is. But one thing that we absolutely know, so the central bankers may be experimenting, but when we get to the point where we are right now, we are at the end of this fiat money's life cycle, period. We are. So we have to transition into a new system. And it seems like the CBDCs are having some trouble. So, you know, stay tuned. But as far as refinancing your home to get a better rate, yes, yes, that would be a very good idea. And you probably want to do that sooner than later in case rates continue to go up. And Nikki A asks, what are your thoughts on transferring what I have in a regular IRA to a gold back IRA? Well, you know, for one thing, I think that in, in some ways uh, is a good idea because at least you're in a physical asset that is in a long-term positive trend. However, you know, you want, you want to look at it because it's easy if the government, all you can do inside of an IRA with regards to gold is bullion. And so it makes it kind of easy should they choose to do an overt confiscation, which I can't tell you whether they will or they won't. History tells me that that is the most likely outcome. Um, and so that's one thing. Number two, even if they don't, 
with gold and silver at these bargain basement levels, because of course a rising gold price is an indication of a failing currency. Well, when they do the reset, and let's assume for a moment that they do not do a confiscation, though I really think they will, but let's assume that they don't, you are going to pay taxes on that distribution. So for me, the choice that I made, you got to do what you're comfortable with because a lot of people go and they set it up like this because they know you go, I don't want to pay those taxes, but you will be paying those taxes. The amounts, you know what they're going to be right now. Do you know what they're going to be in the future? Because taxes will be going up. So you're going to see the nominal value of gold and silver going up and you're going to have a higher tax rate, when would you rather pay those taxes? For me, what I did was I took the distribution and I paid my taxes and I don't have to worry about it. I have a retirement plan, but it's invisible because here it is. And is that it for today? Oh, no, no. And P asks, okay, can I please explain what I mean by no counterparty risk? Great question, P.S. Thank you for asking that. Okay, a counterparty is a counterparty to any contract, right? So if, if I'm really strong fiscally, but I enter into a contract with somebody else, well, then I am taking the risk that they are not as strong fiscally as I am. So that's the counterparty. When you're looking at dollars, if you look on the top, it says Federal Reserve notes. A note is a debt instrument. Therefore, it is a contract. And therefore, it is only as good as the Federal Reserve on the other side of the contract. And we can see that, you know, the Federal Reserve is struggling right now as are, frankly, all global central banks because we're shifting and we're transitioning. So what I mean by counterparty, it's who's on the other side of that financial contract that would then put me at risk. Whereas with gold, I hold it and I own it outright. And that's why there's no counterparty risk because I don't have to worry about anybody else paying me back. I have this, it's mine. And that's why the central bank, you know, the, or the Bank for International Settlements, rather, says this is the only financial instrument with no counterparty risk because everything else is a contract. And by nature, when you have a contract, there are at least two people or two parties that are engaged in that contract. And there's your counterparty risk. Did, I hope that explained it. Did, did that make sense to you, Edgar? Okay, so, and if not, let me know and I'll, I'll try again. Um, in fact, that's always true. If I make, a, if I say a word or, or something like that uh, and you don't understand it, please let Edgar know so that I have an opportunity to explain it because if you didn't understand it, there's lots of other people that didn't understand it e either and I might not be aware of that. So if you help me be aware, then I'll do my best. And Anthony Mann asks, is it possible that silver will do in America what it did in Venezuela? 
Well, I'm not exactly sure what you're asking me, but if you're asking for it to uh, jump up in nominal terms, in terms of the Bolivar, then absolutely it's going to do that, as will gold. I think we'll see something very similar in both places, in Venezuela, as we did in Venezuela, everywhere in the world, in the U.S., but in Europe, all over. And we've already seen when the financial crisis hit in 2008, and then we had the sovereign debt crisis in, what, 2013-14, the way a lot of people survived was by using their silver. Because, again, in any form, now, look, this is the way, this is the primary way for me that I buy gold and silver. But the reality is gold and silver in any form is monetary at its base. This is a sterling silver chopstick that I got at a yard sale God knows how many years ago. and But it is Mark Sterling. Therefore, it is 92.5% pure. So any way that you can accumulate all of this, that's the way you need to do it. This is the most efficient and recognizable way, but in any form, it's still monetary at its base. So is that it for questions then? Okie dokie. If you want to be, but I want you to know, if you want to be the first to get notified when I do urgent videos on the economy and the global reset, make sure to subscribe to our channel and click on the bell icon. We're getting new information, I mean, constantly throughout the day. And when something is important or affects you, I will absolutely come on air and let you know about it. So just hit that subscribe button and toggle over and, and turn on the bell notification. But for behind the scenes and more on trending topics, follow me on my Instagram, at Lynette Zhang, and on Twitter, at ITM trading underscore Zhang. And keep in mind that without any doubt whatsoever, it is time to cover your assets. So if you like this, please give us a thumbs up. Make sure that you share, 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 especially with everybody and anybody that you care about. And until next we meet, please be safe out there. Bye-bye.